Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day, gents and ladies, and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs. As you know, I'm Jody. And I'm still Rod, no matter how bad he doesn't want it to be that way. <laughs> and before we kick off, um, obviously you guys see that we have an amazing guest, Luis Guevara Jr. out of Texas. Welcome. But before we got into the discussion, we wanted to take a moment and uh, give a mad shout out, a little bit of love, and a tribute to this man. Um. Wow, I, did, I didn't expect that to hit me like it did. Yeah. Um, so as you guys know, um, Big D passed away, and um, we wanted to express our love, our gratitude. This was a man that had a heart of gold. He had a heart for people. He had a heart for the industry. And his vision in the creation of Southern Detailers Conference and trying to figure out a way to have a conference where people <clears throat> can get their hands on tools and actually have experience was, was revolutionary. And um, Rod and I saw his vision. We were happy to support it. But most importantly, we were, and I am extremely humbled to call him my friend. And um, I know he really, really missed his mom. So I'm sure he's uh, having a sweet moment with his mom on the other side. And so I just want to express my love. Yeah. And I think Jody, you, you explained exactly Daryl when you first started, wow, I didn't expect it to affect me that way. Um, I think Daryl affected everybody that he met. Um, he would give you the shirt off of his back or money out of his pocket at any point in time. I know he set up several events and helped support a lot of detailers in the industry and just wanted people to be successful. He gave to his community. He was a massive supporter of the Lexington community, um, constantly giving events and, uh, and having things that, that he could give back to the community. So, you know, I guess my kind of message is, is, is you know, in memory of Daryl is just kind of show that love forward to everybody um, and, and put yourself out there and try to help others to, to succeed and be, be what they want to be. Yeah, that's exactly you're right. You guys are right about, uh, Big D, uh, uh Big D was, uh, a person that, uh, I get to know by getting the training when I was just trying to level up my, my skills, uh, for my business, uh. And then I get to meet him and spend very good time with him. He came to Beaumont, Texas to, to basically give us a, a, a onyx training to uh, detailers in the area. And uh, he came to our shop. I got certified with him with the IDA on his shop in Lexington. Uh, I get to know him a little bit more. I, I, I really see his uh, business side and his heart side. And we all could see that 
through his uh, social media where he was always trying to prove, you know, fight fighters, uh, cops and kids and car shows and things like that, free car wash to benefits and always helping the detailed community and his community in Kentucky. So that's a very good thing that we can remember about him. Uh, I'm very, I'm very humble to spend time with him. Um, he gave me some ideas. Uh, uh, we worked together for probably a year, and we went to see my show together. It was my first show and see my show with him. Um, and I'm gonna remember Big D uh, as a great person. I mean, I, I believe he did. And I know that his heart was just to grow the details community and try to get him to be one and be bonded together. Yeah, so Big D, uh, we just wanna tell you we love you. We're going to miss you, and um, hopefully you're in a, a better place, feeling good, feeling loved by your mama, and we just want you to know that uh, we love you and appreciate the impact that you had on our lives and on the industry. So thank you very much. And a shout-out to Vicki McFarland and the entire team at Detail X, especially Vicki, because – the last five weeks, uh, she has done a phenomenal job of continuing to run the shop. So we have to give her much love, much um, support because she did an amazing job. Yes, yeah, so. absolutely. So with that said, let's jump in. All in, baby. We're ready to go. <laughs> so you guys saw the, the fun post that I did of Louis Guevara jumping out of a plane. And it really, you know, my interaction with you, all the conversations that we've had, you know, your story is about taking a big leap of faith of coming to America, of building a business. And you are a testament of what taking that leap of faith and determination and hard work and getting help <clears throat> can do not only for your life, but your family's life. So let's talk about how you came to America and, and how you built your business. Well, I came to America because my country went through a very, very rough time. Uh, um, especially my parents, they were getting divorced. Um, and we were, I would just, it was a lot of things that put all these together. But the only thing that I would say that the best thing that ever happens to me even though that I love my, my roots, it's just to come to the United States. I feel safe. I feel this is the country of the opportunities. I feel like uh, even though when people think and talk bad about their own country, people that is not born in this country appreciate this more than anybody else. And sometimes we say, man, did you ever been in my country so you can compare your country with mine and understand how good do you leave and all the opportunities you have here? So, you know, it's a tough thing to do, but um, I'm very humble. I'm very grateful. Me and my wife came here in 2005. Um, and I mean, it's almost 20, 20, what, something years like that. And, you know, everything that happened just happened for a reason. I never knew that I was going to have my own business. Um, basically, my status as an immigrant allow me to get very good jobs and I was working in the car wash business. I was working in a, in a daily business up till two o'clock and then I was just basically going to a car wash. That's how I got into washing cars. Yep. So, so when you came here, 
you were working in the car washes, but I know in talking to you before that you, you really, you didn't have that skill set. And so, uh, what, what got you to that level where you could take it to that next level? Well, um, the language was, a, you know, speaking the language was a bit a barrier for me. Uh, because of that, I really couldn't really get to know people that are, they were professionals. Uh, back then, Facebook, I didn't have the time for Facebook, social media, things like that. I was just trying to provide for my family, working 12 hours a day into the jobs that I was doing. And basically, the car wash was across the street for me. And I just, I just told my, everything started when I told my wife, baby, I have a day off. And I need you to support me. We have our income tax money. It was about two hundred. It was about twenty five hundred dollars. And I sold my Honda Civic, and I bought me an F one fifty truck standard. And I say I need to make more money on our day off because we're not. We don't have enough to pay for daycare. We don't have enough to go out and spend time together. Because even my wife and my my schedule were completely different, so we couldn't really not spend time together. But I was just starting the washing cars basically. Uh, just to make the extra income on my day off, just doing basic car washes, hand wash, vacuum, clean the windows, door jams, I'm I'm not tired. That was basically what my job was. Uh, then, uh, when I started my career as a mobile detailer, because I bought me a trailer to do that, then everything started kind of aligning itself into places where now from watching, for not be scheduled, in a week to be scheduled a full day. So it was a very, a very, you know, inconsistent, but at the end it really worked out. Then I started making a bunch of cash and I didn't know how to manage my money. And when I, somebody stole my trailer, it was decided by another mentor to open my first locations where people would come to me. But being a mobile, it's crazy because you can make so much cash, but if you don't know how to manage it, then at the end, like you were in my situation that somebody saw my trailer, then I was out of business. I didn't have the money to basically continue moving forward. Uh, but yes, uh, talking about become professional, uh, I got close with Carlos Gonzalez with Onyx, and you know I started. Well, basically didn't start that. I asked my competitors because they were doing paying correction jobs, and I said, how can I do that? And they basically, uh, some of them told me that it was not, I was in the, mall, in the car wash industry, they say, don't get in that, there's no money into it. That's what you come in, you gotta understand uh, that it can be gold ugly, have a competitor, or it can be a great thing to have a competitor. You know, so this, some guy was pushing me away from the industry instead of getting, getting close to it. Uh, so I'm, in, I'm from Bowman and I decided to take a training uh, in Houston with uh, Rob Craven. Uh, he was with Ceramic Pro back then. And he was willing to train me. And I, from that point, I started doing paint correction and ceramic coatings. Uh, and from that point, it's just, it's been a great ride. I mean, it's always something you need to learn. So looking back, that that's an interesting point, right? About competitors. Because a lot of... I think we especially saw this years ago where other detailers did not want to share anything. They wanted to keep everything close to the vest, right? And it's kind of, you're working out of a, a place of fear instead of recognizing that there's a lot of room in the market. I mean, you can't do all the cars in Beaumont. There's no way, right? 
And so creating this kind of competitive but cooperative environment can be very beneficial for the industry as a whole in your area. If you're willing to go, look, you know what, this is what I'm doing. And you can bounce ideas off so that you can better serve the market. Definitely. I 100% believer in working as a team. I won't be here if it's not because I believe in people to team up with me. That is no way possible that I can be here sitting with you guys uh, if I would never team up with people around. I'm trying to break that uh, change of uh, fear of people taking clients and, hey, you taking my clients. I wash so many vehicles. I wash so many cars that I know that I follow my competitors, not because I want to see exactly what they're doing. I want to cheat. I want to be excited about their success. I wanted to know exactly, you know, and also why my customer is washing their car with my competitor. Maybe because I didn't have time. Maybe because I don't have enough, enough employees. Maybe because my quality is not the same. Maybe because a lot of things change. It's just a lot of things change. But you say a point that is correct. How many cars in Bowman, Mee County, Rose, Port Arthur, Lumberton, all my area that is combined, everything is so close. I cannot wash all of those cars myself. And every day is a new client coming and knocking at my doors or calling to a shop. And it's cars that I cannot handle and I redirect those cars to my competition. Yeah. When people call me to my shop and they say, hey, look, Luis, I'm looking for a price to get a ceramic coating job, a bank correction job. And I say, this is my price. And if you're looking for pricing, this is what you gotta call because this is the people that I recommend you to call for a service like this. And I might be shooting myself in the food, but I want my competitor to feed their family. I want my competitor to become successful because that's what is gonna be the one pushing me and getting me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, so one of the things, and I've, I've never shared this with anybody, but Jody and I have been doing the software longer than anybody in the industry. Um, we've been doing this since 2009 <laughs> and before that, but one before of the that. things that I've never told anybody, but, um, when we started getting competitors coming into the market, we actually grew exponentially. Yeah. Our biggest growth happened after some of the other players came on the market. And it was funny because people automatically assumed we got hurt by competitors Exactly. So the new softwares came on the market. People said, oh man, how did that affect you? And I didn't tell them. I'm like, it, it was great because we got more customers. We, we grew. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to have competitors because of a couple of things. One is it, it keeps you on your toes. Yes. You, you continue to grow. You want your you want your offerings to be better. You want, and not that you didn't before, but you really have to be more on your um on the mark. You have to be better at what you do because now there's something out there that is dr helping drive you to that goal. I mean, I think everybody that's a good business person wants to be the best at their craft, whether that's software or ceramic coatings or paint corrections or whether you are absolutely a production and you're washing 50 cars a day and that's all you do. Um, you want to be the best you can because you want to continue to grow in some way. And I think that the competition helps you grow. Um, and I, I want to make sure that people understand that 
that that is, I mean, you have a great attitude about it because if you have too much work, you're going to refer it to one of your competitors. You want, the I customer, do. you want the, the customer to succeed. I, I want the, hey, the customer is going to see it this way. Okay. The customer is going to see, look, this guy is giving me, it's explaining exactly the process, how it works. This guy is even telling me who I can call that is on his level. Right. Yeah. And the customers sometimes get weird about the situation. And they say, Luis, are you giving me your the number of your competitors? Yes, I cannot serve you. Let them serve you. And then I manage your vehicle. I don't have a problem. It's a win-win for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm still gonna take care of the client. I'm busy. I cannot really take care of it. Well, it's a it's very weird situation. But I love to change. Uh, I, I, I will love to change that. And I think I'm working on that. And I think my competitors in my area, which is I would love them to death. I really love every single of them. And I, I have so much respect for Justin. He's uh, so OCD. Is the, the company's name is, the, the, I don't have no problem to, they say the names for the, the detail shop. David is a, is a guy from, uh, his family is coming from Vietnam and he's a great detail, OCD guy when it comes to detailing. He's, he's an unbelievable guy. It was, one, it was one of the first guys doing ceramic coatings in the area. Uh, but, you know, it's the fear of taking the lead and just do it. Uh, we have Elite Auto Shield. We got Glance Auto Salon. Those guys are leaders in the industry, and I respect them so much. I mean, it's so much love. It's just that I really do things, and I say, look, God, I know you will take care of me. I know that you want me to be successful, and I'm, and I'm just taking the clients that they cannot really take because they, they, they don't have the time or they can serve them all. People, I built a reputation for myself as the car wash guy. That was a big change for me. I was a guy charging $25, $35 per car wash, and then I jumped into charging $600 for a paint correction job, $2,000 you know, for a salami code. And those customers, they don't use me because they see me as a car wash guy. But then I developed a new market to it. Now I'm controlling, basically, I would say that I'm the guy who watched more cars by hand than anybody in my area. I'm not bragging. It's just that that's what I do. Nobody wants to watch cars by hand. And I want to keep the classic style of car washing alive. We got four locations and or employees become owners. I got a great partner on it. My, my, my partner in Lumberton location, it was my boss on my automatic car wash when I was just the guy doing windows and tires. You know, he become a partner. My other manager, basically, it was my manager on my other location. He become a partner. So we grow that way. I give opportunities that to people that I never got this opportunity from nobody. I want to be that person <laughs> to other people so they can grow. And I want to be that person where they can push me and take the next step to it. That's how I see it. And I love to do that. Yeah, and and it comes across. I mean, you're you're so positive, you're so uplifting. You know, it's like when you very first got on the show before we got on the show, you're like, things are great, right? And you just have this real positive energy, not only about life, but about your business, about your competitors, about the industry. And people feel that, right? And some of the fun things, you know, you sent me a bunch of photos and one of the fun photos, I should have prepared it, is you in a chicken suit. 
right? I don't care. I, I don't have it. Otherwise, I would have. <laughs> I should have made it where people could see it, right? Yeah, you you're in this chicken suit advertising for washes, right? And you you take that kind of I'm gonna do whatever it takes to to build my business. And even if me, even if it means me being a little silly, maybe out of my comfort zone, or it requires me to get additional training, you have every single step of the way, you've taken a leap of faith in yourself to have an impact on your business and your family. Hey, to wear that suit, it really took me a while to kind of figure it out. How can I personally go that low just for business, but my family, my employees back then, they were needing me to grow the business to the point that, you know, I'm the type of person that I will not make somebody do something if I'm not able to do it myself. Right. If I won't be able, if I don't put the suit on, I will not be able to pay someone to wear the suit because I have to get dirty. I need, I need to do that just for myself. You know, I will not make someone to uh, do something that I don't think it will be. Uh, I got to think right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fun, man. Uh, go the other. There, there you, you go. go. Look at that. <laughs> I love that suit. There you go, baby. Chicken suit. I, I love the attitude there too. And I think that, you know, as before we got on, you were talking about it and I want to talk about some of the challenges that you faced as an immigrant come in the United States. And I, I appreciate the fact that as an American citizen, I can bitch and moan all day long about this country, but I have to recognize that the reason I'm allowed to do that is because of the sacrifices everybody before me has made to allow me to do that. Yes, and you have to recognize that. I don't care what you're complaining about. I don't care which side of the coin or what the issue is. Somebody before me made the sacrifice and put themselves out there and a lot of times gave their life so that I could do that. And I think that's one of the greatest things about this country. And I also think it's a really slippery slope if people don't remember that. But you being someone that came into this country as a, and didn't have all those opportunities to start with, what are some of the things that you faced and how have you overcome those? Well, the things that I faced is just basically a lot of things, just normal, okay? The, the, the hate that, because I speak Spanish, I'm a Mexican, by the way. Well, I'm not Mexican. I'm from Venezuela. That's one of the things. Uh, I didn't cruise across the border. I came here in a plane. And, of course, we all get here and identify ourselves as an immigrant, as illegals or whatever. And they can be probably right. They never think, oh, why this person is coming to America? Why people come to America? That, what is the answer? It's just because we want to damage America? No, because this is the best country in the world. That is the key. That is the reason why. It is yeah. bad people, yes, it is bad people that come to America. But one of the things that I faced the most was just speaking the language. To be able to get a good job or grow your business, you gotta be able to answer a phone when somebody asks you, hey, what are your prices are? If you don't know what are you how to answer that question, the customer is not gonna believe in you. So the way how I learned English was because I was working in a restaurant and I decided to learn every day a new world, new world. What is the new one? Well, if I'm making hamburgers because that was my first job, well, how do you call tomato? Tomate. Every day I learned that word because it's not just making hamburgers. You have the screen and you're making these burgers. 
it's easy to make a hamburger or cheeseburger, but if he don't want tomato, what about if he don't want onions? So you make it hamburgers, but if you don't want onions, then you make onions out of it. So I messed up so many orders <laughs> that I have to make a paycheck, and at the same time, I have to learn the language. So <clears> that's <throat> how I trained myself to speak English. I never went to school for it. Uh, it was just basically street talking, um, you know, I started with the bad words, like everybody <laughs> else. And, uh, and sometimes those bad words came out not with a meaning, just because it's something repetitive that we just think sounds nice, but it's a bad word. But uh, that's one of them. Then try to become legal after you come and change status for a tourist to a student or maybe a, a resident in the United, you know, uh, legal resident in the United States, those are challenges that are closed that you cannot really open. Um, yeah. This that you cannot really talk is about religion, politics, and sometimes now it's even hard to talk about bank correction and if it's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now the fight is, oh, if you do, okay, how do you say, how do you sell ceramic coating? Well, people say, well, if, if you don't pay, the way how Australian is, you do not ceramic coat a vehicle if the car is not being corrected. I don't know if it's just a way how you can, you know that you're doing something right, and now it's just becoming where, well, why you cannot really serve? I mean, that is a very big fight against you. So now oh, yeah. it's politic, religion, and now should you pay a pink or regular car before you put ceramic or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you say so and you go against somebody's belief, then you become their enemy. Well, no, you have your point of view. You know, I have a point of view. I mean, I do something here that nobody likes to, most people don't understand. We do the X-Code. X-Code is a great tool. Do every single car is needed or you have to use it on every single car? No. It is a tool on my toolbox. Yeah. I use it when I need it. Do I need to charge somebody two-step bank correction where it only needs one? No, that's when you can become a deterrent and a reputation. It's not about always the dollar sign. The dollar sign matters because I want to have a financial freedom. But when you're honest, honesty is, is going to take you to the next level. Even when you think you lose, you can make. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that 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 is a very unique thing. And I think that that's every industry, but ours, for, for instance, as soon as you started saying, what what can't you say? I was thinking of uh, like microfiber pad versus a wool pad, you know, and just different to everybody's got a different way to do it. And I think the thing is, is you have a full toolbox and whatever works, right? You may have a black Honda Accord that's got an aluminum hood, and what you use on that is totally different than what you use on a black Toyota with single-stage paint. And so he has a different <clears throat> tool. And, and I think the greatest part about that in this industry is that we keep coming up with these innovations that make it easier, regardless of what the tool is. And you know what? I want to tell you something. I become a professional about three years ago. I was a, literally a street wash car wash. I was charging $350 for a clay bar and I was just waxing instead of do paint correction. So, you know, it takes a lot to take responsibility for something you were doing wrong. Now we don't offer a clay bar if we don't do the paint correction because we're damaging those cars. And it's about making $350 or $600, but I'd rather just get a rare reputation. It's not just about making the money. I mean, one of the biggest things that I'm gonna tell you right now is 
And now I'll tell you something. I could, and I'm gonna be open on this case because God is giving me very great opportunities, okay? And my testimony has to be a great testimony for people on my situation and even people who look immigration in a different way. I become legal in the United States seven months ago. Just let me tell you that, it's crazy. I know I'm open mic and things like that, but it was not a door open for myself or my family, even though that we were paying taxes, and I can show you my tax income tax. I was paying taxes since I got here, and the government you provide you a number so you can pay your taxes with a number. But it was not a way for me to become a person here. And it took 18 years for me to become who I am now. And if you look at my post, I got prepared for 18 years for my Olympic games. And now I'm running my run, I, this is my time. And I need to show people that everything can be comfortable as long as you do it legal. Because you know what? I did everything legal, but I paid consequences of things that I did that I didn't know just for my safety. Because that's the reason why I'm in America. I'm here just because we were persecuted. Right. You know, you wanna go back to your country where you know you're gonna be killed. And I ask anybody, would you do that? And they say, well, why you come to America instead? If I'm gonna go to a place, I'm gonna go to the best. Right. You know, so to become illegal, I couldn't break the law and I couldn't make a big lie. My lawyer told me, hey, if you say this, this, and this, you can become legal in whatever time. And we're talking about 10 years ago. I told him, if I do that, if I do that, God has been taking care of me all these years. And he will take the hands away from me just because I, I knew in my heart that I was just doing something wrong. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't look way back and realize that not, most of the people in America didn't come from America. Right. I, I did not. My I, I was born here. My parents were born here. But my grandfather was a first generation from Germany. And my other grandfather was from England. Is that cool? Yeah, and they all came here for the same reasons. I mean, well, actually, we were kicked out of England. But that's, a, that's a totally different story. <laughs> that's a story. different story. But, but they came here for the same reasons, for the same opportunities. And I think people need to reflect on that. You, yes. Unless you're a Native American, you are not, you are not from this country. Everyone came from somewhere else. Yes. And, 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 and we were all given different opportunities. Some of us were given more opportunities, some people less. And I, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's people like you that, that, that talk about the struggles and how they had to become the citizen and why they came here in the first place that we really need to take a look at ourselves and realize that when we're speaking badly about someone else is trying to get those same opportunities, why are we doing that? Do we feel threatened? Do we feel like somebody's going to come in and take our opportunities away from us? It just betters the community. I mean, knowing you and meeting you and hearing you talk about, you know, your family and your goals and your community, there, there's nobody else I'd rather have in this country. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing seeing somebody come in and want other people to succeed and to lead the path for that next generation that comes in. Yes. So I applaud you and what you've done and, and the stuff you've had to put up with to be here. Yeah, and there's it, more things. I mean, you you know, 
right now and never be bragging. We we have four store. We are about to open. We have four car washes total. We're gonna about to open the four one. And this is the only detail shop like that that is completely. I mean, we're almost you know eight thousand square foot building with air conditioning that I purchased to be able to do what I do. And I spent one hundred and twenty five thousand remodeling just so we can be that place that I want to show people that who that we wanted to be where they can come and they feel comfortable. So now we wash cars and I love what I do. And I can close that because sometimes it's a headache. Uh, but you know, I got, we, we have almost 28 employees that they feed their families from this. And I got guys that they work my, I have a guy here in my shop that was my helper when I was a mobile detailer in 2005. You know, and I have employees with more than four years. And I say, how do you, Keep your employees for so long. Yep. Treat these people how you wish to be treated. And yep. that is the key. <clears throat> and if they leave because they want to open a new car wash, they want to become a mom, I do it right. If you want to do it, do it right. Don't make my mistakes. Because I already know what is going to happen when somebody does something that is not going to work. I already tried. I mean, I literally tried everything. I didn't have no credit for what <laughs> eight <laughs> years everything was built by i was like a little like a little end just i still living my paycheck is right now I'm, i don't have afraid to talk about that because I, I always talk up clear so people can compare to me and say if luis can i can one thing is how much my company makes and how much is in a difference how much i bring home my mm -hmm. wife is my right hand, and she is my accounting, my bookkeeper. She makes $800 a week to keep three locations that everything match and goes right to the IRS and make everybody's payroll to be okay. I make $1,200 a week. That is what we bring home. We don't take more less. That's how we are able to grow the company so we spend what we need to spend investing in classes and things like that. I'm not ready for a raise because I ready my company to keep having babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Invest on new people, on investing new technology. I want to buy a dry ice cream machine. I do want to buy it. I don't know if it works or not, but I do want to buy that. Why? Because it's going to be something different that all needed in our, we need that in our tool, toolbox, like the Exco like the ceramic coatings we use at home, gear, onyx coatings. And it's another coating that I got sent by everybody, but all the things that we have to learn is loyalty. We have to learn how to be loyal to people, okay? When is the right time to get into a company? When is the right time to exit a company? Because maybe you're not, it's not you're not growing with them, or you don't have yeah. no experience growing with them. But I love what I do, man. I love to talk to people. I'm just a simple guy. People just see me differently. I can be a threat for some people, but I'm not. I'm, what you see is what you see. We talk about it. I want to be who I am now. I don't want to be faking. I love my community. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't move out of Walmart, Texas, or out of Porn Nature's Grove is because I love my community. They opened the door to me to stay here. And that is my community, what I want to put my money, my taxes. All that is going to be there. I love it, man. I I mean, we we can just keep going. I I love your tenacity. I love your integrity. I love your loyalty, and I love your passion 
for building something not just for your family but for your team right for your community and it bleeds through and everything that you say your passion the way you express it so kudos so how do people connect with you how do people find you okay so we have uh we have facebook we have instagram uh we got several pages because every location has its own page so total we have right now three locations that do full hand washing and you know waxing and you know detailing interiors um and is a extreme detail hand wash lumberton extreme detail hand wash meat county and extreme detail car wash brick city then we also have the garage where we do the specialty work and it's called extreme detail garage i want it to be this my baby i want it to be this the garage uh, we currently doing here in this location where I'm really pretty much 90% of my time. And we started doing the paint correction, the ceramic coatings. Uh, I got training with a company by, to do PPF. It didn't work out because of, because who I was using as far as uh, ceramic coatings and they were not really into it. So I got kicked out. But you know what? The bad things that happen to you, they happen to you for a reason, and you look for the best, and you just move on. Now I'm using Funtech as far as PPF. They are really doing good with me. I'm doing well with the product. Uh, I want to start doing wrap. I want to do change color wrapping. I do have somebody now here in-house that is doing a little bit of mechanical work uh, just because I want to help him how to grow, and I'm going to use my facility to kick him, get him fired, and then just moving to another place. Uh, so yeah, Instagram, Facebook is where we are pretty much. Uh, I start making video, I have 49,000 videos in my cell phone that I gotta make, put it together, but I don't have the time sometimes to sit down, but I use a lot of history. I put a lot of what we do. Uh, I will never be also intent to be that I'm the best one and I will never say that I'm the best one, but I will tell you that I'm here when most people is closed I open from eight to six every day, even when it's raining, because when you think nobody's gonna come, that day people will come. <laughs> yeah, yep, ain't that the truth, man? <laughs> and and then that's the biggest problem with a lot of people. They close when they think that it's raining, but when it's raining, people is have the day off. And that day you're gonna have somebody that's gonna pay for the day. And I promise you, it works. I, I, I have a schedule, I, have, I always wear my uniform, I always use my black pants, I always try to look clean, um, I have the standards in my culture, you know, I try to be, build a culture in my business where it is a standard for everything we do. So we open at 8 in the morning, we close at 6 o'clock in the afternoon or maybe after if we still got cards, but we never close, the earliest we close is 5 o'clock. Uh, even though when it rains, I still open. Somebody's gonna need or spill milk inside the car, and that's gonna pay for the employees' day. And it's yeah, you think that you're not making money, but you're building your reputation because whatever something happened, they're gonna say, "Well, Extreme Detail is open eight to six, rain or time." That's yep, awesome, absolutely. man. Well, thank you so much for being our our guest. It has been a fresh air conversation a breath of fresh air i mean it's just so fun to to visit with you we love your energy we love your passion guys if you don't know luis uh please go out connect with them 
thank you again for being our guest. And, yeah, and hopefully we see you at MTE in January. Yep. I'll be, hey, I'll be there. I will never miss any trade show in my life because I already got introduced to them. It's so much and so fun. And that is the best money that I, I'll be honest, last trade show, I didn't have finances to go because I was doing something here. But then I put it together and after discussing with my wife, I say, you don't ever know what kind of connections you're going to build. You never know what new things you can bring to the shop. You know, you never know what kind of opportunity you're going to get. So that investment pays off. Even when you share a room with somebody that I share the room with Carlos. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, and just because I, I, I was honest, hey man, I don't have plans to go. Carlos Gonzalez is one of my best friends. Before even uh, the, the funny thing about it is my boss, but is uh, is my friend, and we have the same beliefs. And and he's a very guy, very generous guy, very intimidating guy, but is it is very sweet guy, and is yeah, always yeah. moving forward to push me. He said, "Hey, if you want to start Onyx coding, you have to get your ID certi ID certification." And that's what I met Daryl. That's what I met Mr. Bob. That's what I met. So many guys in the industry. Jason Gale, it was in your interview. Yeah. We did our training together. We got very connected. I'm very happy for that opportunity that he just got. I mean, distributor of a product. He have a partner. That's beautiful about this. That's the beautiful thing about being just in love with what you do. But here in Bowman, Texas, the legal Bowman, we do the training for Xcode. We do training for uh, also for uh, pain correction and Onyx coding certifications. Uh, new things are coming. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to train for PPF. Uh, it's a very long ride for that. Uh, wrapping cars, I love that. I, I got my own cars that I want to mess with it. But I want to thank you guys so much for the opportunity. I want to thank you guys because you guys are being constantly making videos so people can have information about what is out there. Your your program, being there as a leader, like you say, I, I watch all your videos in YouTube before I did my interview. And you, you say it right and identify extreme detail with Rob Eves. I'm gonna tell you what it is. We're the leaders, I'm the leader in my area as far as hand wash in detail. And people follow the leaders. There are gonna be companies coming around, but the leader is the leader and we always gonna try to see outside the box what's new, what is new, so we can give it a try and make and lose money in the process. But I thank <laughs> you guys for what you guys do in the industry. You're constantly, you're continue doing that. It's just unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, very much, thank you so much, man. It it truly is an honor to, to to be a part of the industry. I mean, we have a lot of fun, and uh, we get to talk to amazing people like you, hear your incredible story. So, thank you so much, man, for your passion, your energy, and thank you for being our guest, man. Yep. So, and we and, will see and, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Guys, next week at the same time and at MTE and you know as the holidays come in Merry Christmas Happy New Year any other holidays that are coming up in the next couple of Kwanzaa. months at anything man just, just <laughs> happy holidays and show it. some love and and be a good person thank yeah. you very that's, much thank you bro. that's it talk to you later thank you yeah well well industry down that's when it starts getting bad so raise people up raise up the whole industry 
And, uh, and I'm just glad that you spent some time with us. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate, really appreciate you guys bringing me on. I think you guys have a great show here and, um, I look forward to seeing you guys in Florida and anyone else. And yeah, to me, like, I really try to just have a positive attitude just for my own mental health. Um, and so I am always just anytime a negative. So I like negative ideas cause they help inform you of a problem you need to solve, but beyond internalizing that and refocusing it into something positive, I am co- only trying to remove any positive, you, any negative thoughts from my mind and man, the power of that is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, that, that is, and that's so. something's trained in. I think most people have a problem doing that. You know, Jody and I talked about all the time. We'll come in here. We'll shut the door. And I, we, we announce that it's about to get ugly. I'm like, okay, here we go. Right, I'm getting on my box. I'm, on my I'm like, okay, I a, can take it. It's a mental <laughs> thing. It's a physical thing that I say, I'm going to do this. And then I go, okay, now it's time to get off of that soapbox and let's talk about how let's to solve, solve the problem. The problem. And yeah. I think it's a cleansing thing that sometimes people can't just get off the box. They just continue to wallow in it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. well, thank, thank you so much, man. It's been a great conversation. I always love visiting with you guys. Please go connect with the in Ramble camp auto fiber. It's on Facebook, Instagram, now TikTok, And please remember to like share and subscribe. And we'll see you next week with somebody else. Have a great day. (laughs) Thank you. See See you later, Ian. Thanks, man. Bye.